Hello. Hi, Emma. Hey, Jack. Are you free to talk? Yeah, of course. What's on your mind? Hey friends, and welcome to Dial Emma, the pod where we talk about life, well-being, and all things interesting. I'm your host, Emma, and I'm joined today by my good friend and podcast producer, Jack. Hello, Emma. How are we doing? Good. How are you, Jack? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm cool. Okay. So what's on our mind today? What are we talking about? Today's episode, episode one, is on mm. meditation, the wildly requested meditation. Oh, okay. Meditation. So yeah, we have actually had quite a few requests to talk about meditation, um, so we've got a ton of things to talk about, uh, lots of different aspects to get through today. Um, starting off with why we're even interested in yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I thought we'd kick off by talking about some of the benefits of meditation. Sure, We're okay. straight in. Yep. Just go straight in there. Head first, dive why in. Why the hell should we care? So here we are. Benefits of meditation. So I had a look online and... I mean, there's some that I really agree with, but there's some that I never even thought of. So I was going to reel off a little list for you, Jack, and you just let me know if any of them surprise you, Mm. and I'll let you know if they surprised me. So this one's from Psychology Today, and the list starts with increased positive emotions and decreased negative ones. Oh, Oh, I thought you said increased oh, negative no. when I was like, oh, that's not good. I was like, why are you surprised? Like, <laughs> no, no, that makes sense, yeah. In- increase and decrease negative. Increase yeah. posi, decrease neggy. Neggy. Okay. <laughs> so, decreased physical discomfort. Yes, I can, yeah. That's mm-hmm. good, that's good. Jaffel. A-okay. Decreased stress levels and workplace stress levels. Yes. Totally. Tick, tick, tick. Increased compassion. Okay. Increased social connection. Mm-hmm. Better regulation of emotions, mm. increased focus and attention, mm-hmm. spam. Spam? <laughs> increased, oh, spam. increased spam. In- attention spam. Increased inbox spam. Um, <laughs> attention spam. Got attention you. spam. Yeah. And that's what I need. And improved creativity and memory. It's all good stuff. It's, it's all good stuff. It's all, it's all ticks and no crosses, really. There's yeah. nothing bad about it. Yeah. So the one that surprised me, though, was decreased physical discomfort. Mm. I never thought about that side of it, mm. really. Because I think meditation is quite closely associated with yoga. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, the, you're, the totally. yo- you're the yogi in the room. Absolutely. You're, you're yogi bear. So. Yeah, maybe we should actually start off with saying... What's your what's your history with the connection between like yoga I and meditation? You, you invented meditation. Yeah, they yeah. were going to call it memitation. <laughs> no, I, um, I've actually... It's only been relatively recently that I even started exploring meditation. So when I first got my yoga qual, mm. um, how long ago was that? Just over two years now, mm. and I've been teaching since pretty much since when I qualified. I went straight from there to teaching, which was good. Mm. Um, and after my training, I just didn't really resonate with meditation. I didn't know much about it, and I just didn't really know what I was missing, to be honest. Sure. And. I think a lot of people used to ask me about it, but I used to be quite uncomfortable about wanting to teach it or give any advice because I didn't practice it myself. You can't practice what you don't preach. Exactly. So I wanted to be preaching what I was practicing, basically. Well, I never want to preach, but you know. So about a year in, Mm. um, I remember the first time that I thought, okay, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this a go. A good old go, Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get down with the meds, meditations. I thought I needed to do something to decrease the stress levels. Yeah. And to decrease the kind of anxiety levels. And it was the kind of anxiety where you know it's a bit of an issue because there's no real reasons behind yeah, it. Yeah, you can't 
replace yeah. the problem. You're thinking like, but my life is really good. There's and nothing I, I should yeah. be worried about. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's when I came from it as well. Yeah. So I I first just found it through um, the app Headspace, which I'm sure I we're going to talk Headspace. we're going to talk about that a lot today. Oh my god. So this, I found that this about, episode is sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> about two years ago, uh, two and a bit years ago, and it just did not click at mm. first. I just found myself getting really frustrated with it. Is it his voice? No, it was more, I was expecting it to work right away. Mm -hmm. I was expecting like, okay, I'm feeling, in this moment, I'm feeling a bit down. I'm feeling a bit worried or something. I'm going to do what this man says in 10 minutes time. I'm going to feel the best. I'm going to be high as a kite. The Dalai Lama. And I'm going to be one with the earth Mm -hmm. and myself. And after 10 minutes, I'd be like, oh. Oh. But obviously over the two year period, Mm -hmm. I've done it on and off. Like I, I have good good weeks where I'll remember to do it all the time yeah. and I have bad times when I won't do it for months and, and months you, and months. And you do you notice the difference? I think you do. So I've yeah. only, oh, I'd say the past three or so weeks I've really given it like a proper mm-hmm. go and trying to remember to do it and that you do Me feel too. the benefits. Especially in preparation for this episode, I thought mm-hmm. I'd get back into it for a bit. But part of why I sort of fell off with it was because I was only doing it when I felt bad. Mm. So oh, it's more yeah, about keeping so it regular and doing it regardless of mood. Mm-hmm. So doing... A 10 minute meditation practice mm-hmm. even if you're feeling fine yeah um, yeah for sure so that's actually one of the questions that we've had today and you've kind of answered it already before we've even got to the problem solving part was um, we had a request from a friend of the show mm. Emski Emma Hames I hope she doesn't mind me saying <laughs> it wasn't anonymous so I'm throwing it in there um, asking about how we can fit meditation into our routine mm. And if we do it more than once a day and all this kind of thing. And my thing that popped into my head, which I'll I'll recap in um, our top tips at the end of this episode, Mm. um, it is trying to integrate it in a very manageable part of your routine. So the same way as you brush your teeth or, you know, in the morning, like we have our things that we do um, kind of ritualistically. And meditating is something that you really can fit into that. The difficult part about that that I think is it depends on your environment. Mm. So wherever you are and whoever you're living with and all that, you can probably always find a way to clean your teeth. But (laughs) (laughs) meditating can actually be quite tricky if you're, you know, living at home or if it's noisy where you are or something like that. So there are, you know, there are things we can do to overcome that. So don't lose hope. I think um, uh, starting out anyway and learning how to mm -hmm. meditate, you need that sort of isolated space to be on your own for 10 minutes and just with, you know, a sort of quiet ambient space. And that's what it is. It's learning to meditate. So that's a nice place to start the episode actually as Mm. well. It's meditating is not something like you thought and like I did think as well. It's not a quick fix. You can, from some sessions, you can practice meditation and it can feel quite instantaneously a lot of small small gratification. Mm, It's not like one big cure. You're not not enlightened, basically. Well, I am not yet. I don't. Not immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not immediately. So it is learning to do it. It's like a skill. It's a muscle that you can train. You know, that saying about the mind as a muscle. Mm. And I think it's really true. And it's especially true for when we don't practice it for quite a while. Although you've got that muscle memory and you can sink back into it, it can also be quite difficult to bring yourself back into that focus. So that's why routine is really, really important. Um, I think in the benefits list, if we are making one today as well, Mm. 
if we go past just the initial things, another benefit of it is actually adding something really productive to your routine as well and staying on track with stuff like that. So anything positive that you're adding to your routine is going to benefit your life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Um, it's going to put you in a better, for uh, lack of a better phrase, headspace <laughs> to go through your day. So should we talk about headspace a bit? The, the yeah. actual app itself, because... I think it's quite a novel app. I've, have you ever used any other meditation app? Because I know there's... Calm. I have used... This is calm. so funny. So Go I on. have used... No, I haven't technically used them, but um, yeah. one time I was playing... I can't remember what game it was on my phone. Here we go. It was some stupid game. Like, do you remember Balls? Where I, used... uh, I love Balls. Oh, my God. B-A-L-L-Z. <laughs> it is the most addictive game. Hashtag I love Balls. Um, <laughs> so it was so addictive... And I think there used to be adverts that popped up on it. I think yeah, it was that a, game. It's a free game. So they and one have... of them was literally just like a five second thing of like breathe in, yeah. breathe out. It's like a, visual, a visualization mm, thing. Yeah, and you... it's a lot how I in, instruct actually as well. And I was like, oh, so I was reading it and I just kind of did it. Like usually I would yeah. just like do something else while exactly. that was happening. Advert. If I'm on the train look. or something. Yeah, I would literally just be like, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but I actually did it and I was like, oh my God, that was yeah. good. And I think the same advert was on. Um, the radio as well as an as like a, just an audio advert like just take a couple of seconds to breathe in blah, blah, blah. and it was for calm and I did think like wow that's really good but still I just didn't go you, to it I went to headspace instead that's one of the things you don't think about breathing it's almost like a, mm. uh, an unconscious thing well, it's so um, so when you actually consciously automatic breathe, isn't yeah, it yeah it's all yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it's so innate to you just do it without even thinking about it and when you do start thinking about it that's when it changes because you're thinking like am I doing it right but I've mm. always been breathing yeah. blah 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 but yeah, breathing is a massive part of meditation, but it's not the only option. So that's something else no. I wanted to talk about today. Okay. I went on Google Scholar because it's all very well going to these websites and looking at the benefits or being like, oh, this is what we felt and things. Sure. But it's I wanted to get some to... Hard, cold, cold yeah. hard, scientific, academic, peer-reviewed peer-reviewed stuff in there. I love peer review. Um so I wanted to look at systematic reviews is where they take tons of studies, yep. um, usually all of the relevant studies written on a topic within certain parameters. Um, and they kind of validate them. They're like, does this, what does this show? What can we suggest from this? So one that I found suggested that people who regularly practice meditation and people that instruct meditation as well, so mm. the experts in that field, mm. They actually have increased brain matter. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So, oh my gosh. So, That's a um, great claim. Yeah. So in some ways, they you're actually making like physical changes to your brain, which I think is quite crazy. It's very cool. That is yeah. superpowers. That's superpowers. Yeah. It's like a way to actually like using your mind as a muscle. Like you can you can actually mm. change your physiology, which I think is incredible. And um, from your own experiences, you'll never know about that, but it does affect things like motor skills, um, like I said before, about memory as well. Mm. So I often find that when I've been practicing meditation, I tend to have an idea or something afterwards, or like my creativity gets a lot stronger, a lot heightened, and I can use things that I've learned that I would never... It's like I unlock something a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. It's like... I wasn't thinking about that thing before, but after I've done my meditation, my mind's a little bit clearer. Mm. When I go back to doing whatever I was doing, I suddenly have a little bit more life for it. I'm like, oh, sure, okay. okay. Like, and yeah. it, it kind of feels a little better. And I think maybe that's something to do with the fact that my brain's really big now. 
It's huge. I can see it now. And yeah. Emma's, Emma's skull has <laughs> increased six size. times since I met yeah. her. <laughs> is it, my brain is coming out my ears. Um, if you can imagine uh, Megamind. Megamind. Little blue yes. Megamind. That is me. That is Emma. Little, little blue girl. <laughs> um, Megamind. Yeah. Cool. There I am. Megamind. Friend, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Megamind. Friend of the podcast, Megamind. Oh, well, this episode is sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> Megamind. Uh. So we've gone through tons of the benefits. Hopefully we don't have to uh, convince you too much now to try meditation. Give it a go. Give it a go. There is no harm in trying. So I thought we should maybe have a look at why everyone isn't meditating already. You know, if people can do whatever they want. They like, can. They, they can literally and they can. will. Yeah, they can and they will. So I had a little think about the people who I think might benefit from meditation and might not um, know yet what they're missing in some ways. And why they wouldn't yet have taken it up. Okay. So I thought if I was a newbie to meditation, yep. a novice meditator, mm. <laughs> and I Googled it, like what would come up? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. So I had a look at some definitions basically. Uh oh. So I went on the online Oxford dic Dictionary, um, me uh, not meditation, definition. And this is what came up. Focusing one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting for religious or spiritual purposes. Yeah, kind of. Do you think? It's, it's a bit of that, isn't it? It's That's a bit... I mean, the only part that I would say would very, draw me to doing that oh, would be focusing your mind. It's a very decorative way of saying it. It's There's a lot so of spirituality. And obviously it is tied to spirituality, yeah. but it's not always necessarily... Yeah, I think that's the thing. I just read it and I was like, I mean, I don't really like this word, but it just felt triggering. Okay. I was like, mm, chanting... Oh, religious yeah. and spiritual sure, there is. I just thought I know like regardless of what I think and I'm not even going to really go into what I believe but I just didn't think that that was I think that was marginalising it's a very sort of traditional view of meditation yeah. I think like almost like a stereotypical view yeah it's not meditation. the most inviting one. yeah no, it's quite it's, stereotypical it's a very unaccessible yeah. route I think okay so that sort of theme followed on to the next definition that I looked at was from uh, Yoga International this is a little bit longer. Whew. Okay, so meditation is a precise technique for resting the mind and attaining a state of consciousness that's totally different from the normal waking state. Whoa. It's the mean for fathoming all levels of ourselves and finally experiencing the center of consciousness within. Meditation is not part of any religion. It's a science, which means that the process of meditation follows a particular order, has definite principles, and produces results that can be verified. <sighs> Can't fit that on a t-shirt, can you? No, and also <laughs> I feel like um, they've gone two ways. They've, at the end of it, they've decided to say that it's like this scientific thing. Yeah. And then the first sentence says it's the means for fathoming all levels of yourself and experiencing the center of consciousness. Like, and that's just such a bizarre way to say it. <laughs> it's such a weird statement mm. and I get them both like they're totally valid I guess but um I just don't think that would draw me in either of those definitions no they're a bit too yeah cloudy I don't know I guess. A bit too... yeah Fair enough, if anyone heard those and thought like, hmm, I like the sound that's of that. Me. Yeah, yeah, whatever, that's a bit of you, that's fine. But I decided to come up with a little oh, definition yeah. myself. So you've done, like, made your own little slogan. Yeah, I right, mean, it's still me. too long for a t-shirt. Go on. Maybe for like a t-shirt dress. A really, really big t-shirt. <laughs> a onesie. I could put it on okay. the back as well. Yeah, sure, I could carry on, like dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, okay, so to me, meditation is a practice of observation okay. without judgment that facilitates a sense of space in the mind. In this space, usually focusing on the breath, 
We practice simply watching our thoughts, feelings, and sensations as they come and go from an objective stance, prioritizing observation over experience in those moments that we realize we've become distracted from the breath. Yeah, that's that's good. Does that sound more relatable it's, to you? It's very yeah, and that's that, that's something that like Andy from Headspace, a lot of his yeah. jargon is based around mm-hmm. that. So like watching watching the thought jargon. Sorry, a good word. no. So when you said Andy, I was like Warhol. It just uh, like Andy came Warhol, into my head. Friend fame, of the show, still alive, Andy Warhol. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Andy. Yeah, Andy Puddicombe, who was mm-hmm. the Headspace man. He, yeah. Is he one of one of the founder, one of the founders. I can't remember. He's the founder. The founder. Yeah. Um, a lot of hit because he always talks through the 10 minute meditation it's a guided meditation talk mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of his is based around um, watching thoughts come and go yeah. and not actually acting upon them and focusing on the breath that's and exactly a lot of that, it mm. so I've ripped it off from him really kind of you've always, yeah. probably like unconsciously copy and from his mind to mine no for sure it must be because you've been using it but it's like your interpretation yeah. of his teachings but i also um watched a video in preparation for this episode and it was russell brand and he actually yeah. recently put it on i think it was like today or something he does a lot of yeah. meditation oh, i mean stuff. he does so much and yeah. like you can think what you want about him like he is interesting to listen to I, like i did not enjoy him for the longest time and yeah, i same. found his podcast about a month under ago. the skin yeah yeah really like really it. good I think, right? he's, I think he's turned around for the best yeah i wasn't so keen on i mean i didn't obviously we don't know him like we can't judge him but I wasn't keen on the way that he was portrayed up to a certain point because he was like this like really English, like kind of like punky. And that just wasn't my scene. Like I just mm-hmm. wasn't there like with sure. that. Um, but then when he started being in movies, I was like, oh, he's quite funny, like whatever. You and, saw St. Trinian's and you're like, saw, this man is going places. <laughs> oh, that's so good. No, I was thinking of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I'm always thinking of St. Trinian's. so... <laughs> just sounds so wrong. Like, love those uh, girls. No. Um, you're like, no, I love Russell. Russell. So, no, that's so true. No, I was thinking of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was so good. And then that other one that you did called, like, Albert, Arthur? Arthur, like a remake, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, where were we? So, <laughs> Russell Brand said that meditation is about being a witness to what's happening in your mind. And I thought that sure. was so interesting, the word witness. Like a spectator. It's a spectator. You're an observer, you're, you're a not witness. Involved. No. Not involved. You're you are not. just simply watching television. Yeah, so you're you're like a vessel for that. And I thought that was a really good way of describing it because it's a bit more physical. You can imagine yourself if you want to use like a visualization, like you're kind of like looking through that window or how they say in headspace sometimes you're you're above the weather. You know when you go on a plane? You're above the clouds. You're above the clouds. It's you're kind watching. of sunny and you're just looking like, oh, you're you're the at, basically you're at a safe space. Or you're, you're on the side of the road and you're watching. Okay, <laughs> see when watching... you said that I just imagined I'd been hit. Like, just like... Right, you're on the side of the road. I'm driving the <laughs> big like, St. Oh, Trinian's no. bus. Yes. <laughs> Me and Russell Brennan just no. You're, you're still on the side of the road and you're watching the cars pass. You're mm-hmm. not, yeah, you're not concentrating. But not a busy road, like a kind of just like a. It's a country road. Oh, that's even scarier. Okay, it's night time and you're on a dark country <laughs> road, and I'm town. driving the Saint Trinian's bus. You're in a pedestrian zone. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bus backing onto it. Okay, so that's where you are. So the types of meditation. This is a tough, a tough one. A As tough in, like, one. are you doing like the named brands of meditation? Well, to be fair, I can't, we can't list all of them. No. We just can't. No. Impossible. But we can go through a few. I'm doing, I'm just going to talk about transcendental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about um, something I found on Wikipedia, actually, which is, relates to what I kind of relate to meditation as. Okay. Um, so a useful way of describing meditation, there can be two types of it. This is just two distinct types. You can have other types. So one of them is focused attention. 
And that is focusing on your breathing. Some people focus on the flame of a candle. Have you okay. heard of that? Never. That's never. quite a good one. That was on the Wii Fit. <laughs> did you, did you, did you, oh my wow oh no my, did you never i was more of a wee sportsman oh okay I, maybe it was wee sport no, no i think it was no. wee fit i would have aced candle yeah. watching it was so it was good. you had to sit like on bowling. the you had to sit on the wee board and you couldn't move um you had to sit really still and it would track when you were moving and it would be it would try and distract you so they'd be like they would like throw things at the screen well like obviously they were in the screen but this they would is... Yeah, genuinely, what? you have right. to YouTube it. Okay, wow. Well. Or there'd be like footsteps walking around and stuff in the speakers and things. It was really cool. This is an ad for Wii Fit. No, um, Wii Sports. <laughs> Let's go play baseball. We've got so many sponsors of this ad. Probably Wii <laughs> is still going. <laughs> so basically, that's what that kind of focused attention was. Yeah. See, I like to also think about um, when I'm teaching my classes. So focused attention on movement. Okay. And so if you combine movement and breath in what's called a vinyasa flow, so vin um, and yasa, that's breath-connected movement um, in Sanskrit. And oh, right. I like to think of that kind of sequence, once you've got it down, maybe not when you're totally learning it, once you're kind of doing it as more of an automatic thing, kind of like dancing, I guess, mm. you're focusing on your breath at the same time, you're focusing on your movement and combining the two, and that becomes quite meditative because there's no space for anything else in that moment, mm. you know? So that's quite good. Um, the other one, open monitoring which is basically mindfulness. So it's okay. being present mm -hmm. and it's checking in and it's using the senses to kind of like an inner, inner narrative of what's going on in the exact moment. So the focus doesn't have to be attached to one thing, but yeah. it can just be like a walk, like what's around me, what does it feel like with my feet oh, pressing okay. against the ground, yeah. what, you know, how does my clothes feel against my skin, what it's does my breath feel like, what's the temperature of the air, and it's using the senses. Um, that's that's a good one to do before bed, I guess, as well. I think, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. I, I use for uh, sleep meditation mm -hmm. to try and drift oh off. God, I love the sleep meditation. Yes. So good. Um, yeah, so I thought those two were really interesting. We have got Transcendental on the yeah. mind. I mean, I... I am so tempted. For the, oh. I, so, for those that don't know, Transcendental mm -hmm. is often... Uh, you, you pay for it, don't you? Mm. You pay to visit a, a guru or a... I'm going to get the words wrong. Like a practitioner, wrong. I yeah, guess, and like basically an instructor. They tell you your mantra. Yeah. And a mantra is a sound vibration thought. That's what they describe mm. it as. And it's often... Uh, mantras are tailored to a specific person. Supposedly unique for each yeah. person. But I googled once and two people that, were like, OMG, we have the same mantra. <laughs> yeah. And they're often just nonsensical just sounds. Yeah. They're not meant to be tied with connotations to any physical thing or <laughs> any thought. Imagine if yours is like, whale. <laughs> you got something really annoying. Mine is just the word usher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That would be so good. No, um, using this mantra, you're meant to just repeat it over and over in your mind. It's uh -huh. meant to sort of take you, this is a quote, to an ocean of pure consciousness. Wow. Pure <laughs> knowing. Pure. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, so I've been looking at the prices because there's just been tons and tons of people advocating it. It's like sure. saying it's like a life changer. And I think meditation in general is life changing. Um, but the idea of it being something that is 
you know, the best thing I've ever done in the whole world. Like, mm. that just does sound really appealing. Like, why wouldn't it? But we've been looking, me and Harry, it's and cost, it's the cost, yeah. I mean, whilst you're still a student, it's actually just under £300, which still is a lot of money, though, for something that might not be any more useful mm. than a YouTube clip or a book or a... It's, it's a lot of investment. So, yeah, it's a lot of investment. But there's a lot of people in my life that I like that have done mm. it. So all the Beatles did it. Uh-huh. Um, even Ringo. Ringo. Ringo's, Ring <laughs> Ringo's go doing it. Ringo ahead and pay mm. me 300 pounds. Yeah. David Lynch is a big, big advocate for TM. And, yeah, he uh, really is. Russell. Yeah. Brand. Russell from Up. <laughs> no, Russell Brand is so TME. TME. Loads of people. I mean, um, oh, I listen to a podcast called Armchair Expert, and that's Dax Shepard, if you ever heard of him. No. So he's really cool. Um, and he, he's married to Kristen Bell, uh, uh, okay. Anna from Frozen. Ah, uh, got you. She's been in other things. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She's with Russell Brand. Whoa. Oh, small What world. a callback. But they TM, and um, oh my God, with those people, like they TM, 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 TM. Um, trademark. Yeah, they trademark, and they say it's life-changing, but they're quite realistic about it as well, sort of like, you know, they don't do it all the time kind of thing. I'm just really curious. If anything, I just want to pay the money to see what it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted, but... You're just like, okay, fine, sign you, me up. Right, sign, yeah, sure, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> After cut. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm scared that it's just... It's yeah. so, very similar to what I'm doing at the moment, and I've bought a £10 book and 100%. I use an app. You've actually bought me that book. I bought you that book. I so love that book. a little plug for Andy so Puddicombe, the Headspace yeah. Matt, and his book, uh, The Headspace Guide to Meditation and Mindfulness. Yeah. I got that a couple of months ago mm. and really, really enjoyed it, and it helped me think about meditation differently because I I used the app for a, on and off two years mm -hmm. and I thought it was okay but I was just using it and not really understanding what I was doing or yeah. like the context behind it but reading his book which is full of like fun insightful context to how he learned a lot of the techniques mm -hmm. and how he suggests that you use them in daily life I think helped me a lot in understanding how to use yeah. headspace and meditation in general so yeah. I was like Emma happy birthday here's a book that you want to read from JD. Um, <laughs> no, definitely. It was. It's a great book. I mean, I've only like flicked through it recently, mm. um, but I'm going to start reading it bit by bit for sure. You're going to have to know. But I think yeah, now I've, now I've made that commitment <laughs> on this. Um, but I think what's nice as well is sometimes you don't want to have something in your ears and listen to it. It's just kind of nice to be reading something. Take and it at your that, own pace. Yeah, as well. I mean, reading's quite mindful anyway, mm. isn't it? It's quite. Yep. It doesn't leave much room in your brain to think about anything mm. else. Um, just as we finish off about TM though, so transcendental meditation. I've got a big quote to end on as well. Oh, if, girl. You'll let, if you'll let me. Yeah, of course. Quote away. But just trying to say that I did have a look on Google Scholar as well. Okay, so yeah. I had a look at the scientific backing or the academic backing for it. And another systematic review because I love them. They're can't useful. get enough They're really wonderful useful. stuff. I did one for my dissertation. Like, shout out to my supervisor, Kate, for suggesting that. Um... So, I bet you she meditates 100%. She's a yogi. Anyway. I will not take that back. Um, you can fact check that. And <laughs> so, it did say that it came out with um, the conclusion that clinicians should be aware that meditation programs can result in small to moderate reductions of multiple negative dimensions of psychological stress. So, there is evidence mm. to suggest that TM in particular can help increase quality of life through increased psychological 
um, like, what's the word? Sort of like feelings, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me going into a master's in psychology, like, what's the word? Like, emotions? <laughs> um, Head stuff. But, it, but basically, all of these studies, or what I've seen so far, I cannot talk for all of them, they're all urging for more research, like, probably because people are charging so much money for these courses. Mm. So, it, you know, there must be a bit of an uproar at the moment with these people that are studying it and they're seeing, like, small to moderate, like, you know, okay Decent increases yeah. um, of positive dimensions of psychological stress because it's like, why are we charging these people so much money when they're already in not a good place? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that did. I did want to talk about how meditation could be viewed as something that, you have to pay for that you can only afford as a, as a paywall a it's very unaccessible mm, in some eyes and that's the thing like headspace is quite headspace has its free tiers yeah. and they work for me like i don't find i used to have the one that was paired with spotify for a while they had yeah. a deal but i don't know it might just it didn't work after a while yeah it's they've stopped it. but uh oh have they yeah. oh there you go <laughs> new breaking news, news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah the free stuff works for me and like i think yeah. buying the book i bought the book for like 10 quid and it's yeah. just like most of the stuff i need is in there really and yeah. it, it's never going away i just use it as a reference book now if i forget the flow of what I'm meant For to be sure. thinking of or concentrating on. So I'm also going to put in the description to this episode um, a couple of uh, YouTube links, mm. or at least like the usernames of people who are doing guided meditations on YouTube, um, the kind of ones that I think are quite useful, um, the ones that I would kind of go teach a little bit like in my classes and things. Um, but yeah, I mean, finish off with that transcendental quote before we move on. So I'm just going to say that all the all the books that we're going to talk about today as well, I'll leave a reference mm -hmm. to in the description. So this is a uh, this is a pull from Catching the Big Fish: Meditation, Consciousness, and Creativity, uh, written by the, the filmmaker and artist David Lynch, who I'm a very big fan of. He's currently got a uh, a cinema residency here in Manchester that we've both been going to uh, quite a bit. Cinema. Oh my god, I love it so, so much. Good. But um, yeah, David Lynch was, has been using transcendental meditation for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And I, I found this quote about how he first started. I think it really worked oh, for me. Oh, go for it. I don't know how he started. So when I started meditation, I was filled with an anxieties and fears. I felt, I felt a sense of depression and anger. I often took out this anger on my first wife. And I had been meditating for about two weeks. And she came to me and said, what's going on? I was quiet for a moment, but I finally said, what do you mean? And she said, this anger, where did it go? I hadn't even realised it had lifted. I call that depression and anger the suffocating rubber clown suit of negativity. Oh. It's suffocating and the rubber stinks. But once you start meditating and diving within, the clown suit starts to dissolve and you finally realise how putrid the stink was when it starts to go. Then, when it dissolves, you will have freedom. Oh, I and I was reading that and I was like, it's perfectly sane and also <laughs> insane like. in the same regard. No, I know. I mean, he is so fascinating the he way is. that he describes things. But I think he's got it spot on. Because when you're someone who wakes up, literally wakes up and starts the day with anxiety, you wish you could rip it off like mm. clothes. Sure, you literally, is, I literally just suit. wish I could shake it off or wash it out of my hair or something. Mm. Because I genuinely wake up and I do have this guilt of like, but everything's fine. Why the hell do I feel like this? In the long run, everything's fine, but in this, yeah, in this exact moment, and I don't know why I feel guilty for feeling guilty. hundred percent, yeah, it's like oh, it's so annoying. It's like you are better than this, Emma. Like, come on. But then with the meditation, if you especially insert that into your routine at the kind of time of day where you're maybe most commonly going to feel like that, most likely going to feel anxiety or something. Um, you know, obviously we don't wake up every single day, hopefully, mm. but. 
even if we did, we've got that then like as a little tool to add to our toolkit, sure. I think. So that's really good. And I think, oh, he makes me want to do the transcendental more as well. He does. Here's a little sound clip of him talking. If you have a golf ball size consciousness, when you read a book, you'll have a golf ball size understanding. When you look out, a golf ball size awareness. And when you wake up in the morning, a golf ball size wakefulness. But if you could expand that consciousness, then you read the book, more understanding. You look out, more awareness. And when you wake up, more wakefulness. It's consciousness. And there's an ocean of pure, vibrant consciousness inside each one of us. And it's right at the source and base of mind, right at the source of thought, and it's also at the source of all matter. Doesn't that man just sound great? Wouldn't you trust that man with anything? I love him. Like, he is the sweetest He's, thing. He's uh, just so sweet. I just love him so much. Um, right. Harry got me onto David Lynch, though, because Harry is, like, mega fan. Went to that conference thing, didn't he? Mm. And David was like, that's a great question, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, that was actually me talking and not the clip of David. I thought David was in the room no, there. Wow, no, I got no, really Jack, excited. That was, oh, that was actually me. Right. So going on to meditation for free. Um, this is something that I think would be really appealing so it's why I was going to put those links to the YouTube things in the description. Um, also, check out free yoga classes where you are. So, for example, if you're Manchester-based, come and practice with me. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Plug in my class. <laughs> On Mondays at Beeworks, and Beeworks is where we're recording at the moment. It's a really great communal working space, and they've got a lovely space for our yoga classes on Monday. They're only 40 minutes, um, but I do put in meditation, and a lot of yoga teachers do in what's called Shavasana, which is like usually the end, sometimes the beginning as well of the class, when you're nice and relaxed, you're relaxing your body, you're starting to focus on your breath, and the teacher will just guide you through meditative uh, strategies, practices, um, things you can do, like counting the breath, uh, maybe it'll be taking a body scan, Maybe it'll be just staying focused on the aspects of the breathing using your senses. And that's a really common part of yoga classes. I'd say probably most that you'll go to will have that. So if you can find free meditation or yoga in your area, just get, have a Google, see what you can find. Um, I'd really recommend that. The other thing, so places like the Buddhist Center in Manchester, and they do free meditation sessions and then free introductory, like learning to meditate sessions. So it's all different types of levels of experience, basically. So I'm going to put the link to the Buddhist Center um, in the description as well. And you can have a look at the timetable if you're in Manchester. Or I know that most cities, a lot of places, even in the Lake District, I managed to find one that was really good. Cool. Just a free meditation. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll try and find it. It was so good. It was like a 20 minutes that went by like 20 seconds. Mm. It was guided and then we were left to it for like 10 minutes. Kind of just, cool. I don't think there was even music, but it was like a group of people that I didn't even know. I just went in and it was in the beautiful Lake District. So it was so nice. Um, but yeah, it was great. So anywhere you go, you can usually find somewhere that, that'll be willing to do those sessions. So just to let you guys know, um, optional listening material for you at the very end of this podcast. So after we've done the handles, after the music, there's going to be a little mini five-minute meditation just guided by me. And I'm just going to talk through 
a nice little sequence um, that you could replay, listen to whenever you want. Um, yeah, so I thought we'd let you know. Right, so top tips. Um, top tips, and these are based on the questions that I've received through the social media. <laughs> the social the media one, grammar one the um, through <laughs> Instagram and my friends and also people that have come and chatted to me about meditation in my classes. So I've compiled this little list of top tips. Emski's tips. Right, so my first one is pretty much diving straight in. It's just do it. Just do it. That's go what on. Nike used to say all yeah. the time. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, that slogan's been used. Maybe just go on then. Just Why not? It. No buts. That's what I wrote. I actually wrote this. Just do it. Go on. Why not? No buts. Nuh uh. Go for it. <laughs> that's a t shirt. So that's a t shirt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just go for it. You know, if you're slightly curious, if you've got any reason to think that your quality of life could be improved, that your mood could be improved, that the people around you would benefit from it as well, it doesn't have to be just for your sake. And sometimes doing things for our well being. It's actually a little bit more motivating when we're doing it for other people as well. Yeah. So thinking about that intention, that leads me to my second tip, um, setting an intention for your meditation. So start with something really manageable. You just try it out to see how it goes. Dip, dip the toe. Dip the meditative toe. Into that ocean of consciousness. Mm, yeah. So we're going to dip that toe. You're going to go for it. You're going to set the intention to practice. So think about that word, to repeat, to keep going, to learn, to understand that sometimes it's not going to go exactly the way that you thought it would, but mm. that it might go better sometimes as well. So it's worth that. Um, oh, here we go as well. I got asked once if you had to chant um, or if you had to know Sanskrit. And I was like, what? I actually said yes at the time just to Classic. be funny. I was like, yeah. And I was no, like, wait, no. no. <laughs> um, before they walked off, I was like, no, I was joking. Um, so no, you don't have to. You really don't have to. Although some people will and do, you don't have to. You don't even have to sit cross-legged, floating in the air with your hands in the Anjali Mudra. You don't have to do that. You can be laying in bed. You could be walking to work. You could be in your car. I mean, actually. Maybe not. Maybe not that <laughs> Disclaimer, one. Disclaimer, don't meditate in your car. Keep those just eyes in case. on the road. Yeah, not by my... See, this is why I'm going, I keep meditating in the car. Harry's like, why are you sleeping what? when you drive? <laughs> Get me out of this ditch. Um, no, so don't meditate in the car. But genuinely, you can do it most other places. Um, it does help to be alone. You have to be in a space where you feel comfortable, where you can concentrate, but also relax. So those two things are slightly different. Like I can sit in Starbucks and do my emails and concentrate on them, but I couldn't necessarily block everyone out and meditate in Starbucks. Um, so just being somewhere, preferably alone, I think, um, where you can actually have that bit of quiet space. Um, the other thing to note, though, is if quiet doesn't do well with you, and some people just do not like the quiet, they, they don't like it the same way some people don't like closing their eyes when they meditate or when they're in yoga practice. Sometimes it can bring up a few things. And if that's you, then you don't have to worry. There are things you can do. So you could meditate on music. Um, you could stay really present and mindful in that moment. You could put on music that you enjoy. Um, I heard a psychologist today talking about that and saying how that's still totally mindful and it's still something that keeps us in the present moment and we just concentrate on the music, basically. So no distractions, just listening to that music, not playing on your phone. Another top tip, give yourself permission to become distracted. 
I think that's quite important. Mm. Yeah, so the practice of realizing you've become distracted and then guiding yourself back to your focus point, and that's meditation. That's what makes it a verb, a doing word. Um, it's that complete and utter awareness of, oh wait, hang on, I've just become distracted from what I was meant to be focusing on in my meditation guide myself back, take another deep breath or listen, tune back into the music or stare at the candle, <laughs> whatever it is, go back to it and just keep repeating and repeating and practicing and practicing, giving yourself permission each time so we're not being hard on ourselves if we don't realize straight away. But final point, try and try again. So we did touch on this before. It won't always feel the same when we practice meditation. Sometimes it'll feel really challenging. It can bring some stuff up if you try and suppress it. So, you know, there's a good chance that if you're telling yourself, do not think of this thing, do not be stressed, do not do this, you know, our brains can work against us sometimes and that's exactly what you will think about and it's exactly how you will feel. Um, so consistency really is key. It's just about believing in the practice, believing that you can do this thing that trains your brain, that muscle, we can grow our heads to the size of Megamind if we want to. <laughs> um, we can do this positive little change to our routine that's actually going to be really beneficial in our lives and consistency, like anything, is a key part of that as well. Um, so adding it into your routine, I would say at some point in the morning maybe, like setting that intention in the day, um, that's going to be really, really helpful. And we only need to do it once a day. Um, some people do it more often. Some people do it whenever they feel a bit triggered and they want to do it. Some people just do it automatically when they wake up. Um, my suggestion for someone starting out with meditation would be 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah. I'm just going to go with that. I'd agree with that. That's a good one. Cool. Right. So I'm committing to that piece of advice. 10 minutes in the morning if you can. Um, 10 minutes in general where whenever you can during when, the day. When you can find the time. Yeah, because you'll find that 10 minutes gives you enough time to sink into that practice and it's not too much time that you fall back asleep or that you maybe start wandering off too much or that you're actually eating into your that valuable time of day that you need to do other things. I hope this has been really helpful. <laughs> I don't know if it has, but I really hope it has. We did a lot of research. Um, the moral of the story is really that it's a personal practice, just like yoga, and I always say that. Meditation is something that you can explore for yourself uh, on your own, and it's going to be totally individual to your mind. Um, we're all very unique. So do let us know how you get on, or if you have any further questions as well. Um, I'd love to chat with people about it. Do you know what time it is? No. It's time for the dream log. Oh, I was like, oh no. <laughs> time for the dream log. Okay, so... Dreamlog, right. So this segment of the podcast is, is basically Jack telling me about his previous dreams. Usually the one from like the night before or something. It's like we normally do in our friendship group anyway. So Jack has this Google Doc of <laughs> dreams that he keeps and they're so bizarre and they're really funny. And uh, I'm going to use my expertise as a... Um, <laughs> As a clinical dream psychologist, putting my PhD to good use. <laughs> this is a disclaimer, this is, none of this is true. Um, but yeah, I'm going to analyze these dreams and I'm going to give Jack a little diagnosis of what he can expect to happen from this dream really or why it makes sense of it for him. So Jack, take it away. So these dreams, I always write these dreams down immediately after I wake up. So they're quite difficult. Such a good idea. <laughs> difficult to read because I'm yeah. always really sleepy anyway. But this one is 
three lines. It's like a horrible poem. Oh my god! Like it doesn't uh, rhyme, but it, it looks like <laughs> it's formatted in this Google Doc like a poem. Oh my god, I love it. <clears throat> Go. I dreamt I saw Michael Cera in a concert before I had to take a flight. He was an idiot on stage, walking around with his pants falling down. He had curated the background music of the show, and I heard the Flintstones theme music. <laughs> wow. Fix me, Dr. Emma. Wow, I mean, there's a lot of stuff's coming up here. It's like a tarot card reading. I'm like, oh, girl. Ooh, you got the Michael Cera and the Flintstones. You got the, the Michael Cera and the Flintstones. This is imminent death. Um, right, I mean, this is so interesting. So Michael Cera... Uh, for those of the listeners that don't know who he is, I want to say... He's super bad. So he's super bad, yeah, I was going to say super that. He's super bad man. He's just, if you do not know Michael Cera, take three minutes right now and yeah. just go on Google Images and you do know Michael You Cera. do know him. You'll see his face and be like, oh, that guy. Oh, oh, that yeah. sweet Michael. Sweet Mikey. Um, so Mike being on stage, doing this. The Flintstones part, <laughs> I'm going to make a good guess. Come on. That, um, you know, considering you wake up and you write these dreams down. Yeah. yeah okay. Are you using your iPad? Yeah, or my phone. Or, or your yeah. phone. Techno. Um, yeah, we're going back to the Stone Ages in this dream. Oh, my God. Yes. We're being brought back to a time that was simpler. We're, we're going back to when we didn't have all this technology, when we didn't have no, Michael Cera. we used to use mammoths as dishwashers. Mammoths as dishwashers. And your car show. was leg-powered. <laughs> So I'm guessing that you miss those simple times back from your childhood in the Amish community. Is that right, do you think? I mean, that could have something to do with it. Um, So, yeah, and and Michael Cera, I think, saying about super bad, Mm. it it could be that you're a super bad person. That's a good one. It might not be that, though. Um, Probably is. But it could be. So I'm just trying to sum this dream up, really. Was he doing a comedy show? Yeah, but I don't think it was very funny. Oh, okay. Or else I would have made a note of that. I don't know. You would have said, wouldn't you, like, laughed I, I, my wig pa- off. Pa- pants fell down. But pants fell down. His pants or yours? Oh, no, his pants fell down. Okay, good. Walking oh, around with his pants. <laughs> no, I right. Like, no, 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 no. Um, no, okay. So basically, so you have some kind of inward, like, Freudian desire to see him with his pants down. And... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this won't make it into the episode <laughs> um, I do think we're on to something with the Flintstones genuinely Flintstones speak mm, the Flintstones mm, mm, who was your favourite mm, Flintstone? Um, was it Bam Bam? yeah it was the girl? the kid? no that's Pebbles come oh, on Pebbles. okay no Pebbles Pebbles <sighs> Pebbles was fine. Sorry to all the Bam Bam I, fans out yeah, there. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> um, no, I liked Pebbles, and I think... No, I don't think I went to a I think I went to a party where someone dressed as Pebbles once with, like, a bone in their hair. Yeah, yeah. That's like a fake bone. Would have been oh. really gross if it was... Just a little chicken <laughs> A real <bones>. femur. <laughs> so grim. Um, yeah, I mean, that's such a crazy dream. So that's this week's... That was this week's dream. Dream ball. Okay, so in this next segment, uh, you'll have the pleasure of hearing two jokes from resident dad, Jack Davenport. Hello. <laughs> I've, I... You should deepen your voice this is the, dad. This is the... 
I could. This sounds quite scary. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part of the show where I have searched on the internet for some of the worst jokes I could find on our selected topic. So today it's meditation. Can I just ask, do you think these jokes are put on because they're bad? Or do you think people think they're funny? I genuinely Googled like good jokes and families. (gasps) I I think they're bad. That's even better. That is why I wanted to hear. (coughs) There's two jokes. Why do mindfulness students love going to airports? Oh my god, is it something to do with the headspace weather or something? No. Because they always get a free body scan. Oh! <laughs> That's so good! I like that. Why do meditation masters enjoy playing tennis? Um. Oh god, I don't. I was thinking about the net, about like the. <laughs> no, about the tennis ball racket. Because the scores always start with love, love. Oh. oh, wait, what? What's what? the punchline? So here Love, because meditation is all about loving The score yourself. starts with love. Love, love. Yeah, you know tennis. Yeah. You know tennis. Yeah, I know tennis. You know Mr. A, tennis. I won Wimbledon. I know tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I like this? Anyway, um, that, yeah. those are the jokes well, of the week. The they're not good. The second one confused me, but the first That's because they're bad jokes. Yeah, but the first one's I didn't good. write them. Jack, you did write them. You don't have to be shy. All. You I, wrote them both. Jack. Jack Joke and Paul. Joke Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's so that's funny. It, that's it. Oh, well, thanks so much, Jack, uh, for today's app. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Thank you, Jack, as well, for uh, chatting with me, for voicing what's on your mind that's today. okay. I'll be here same time next week. Will you? Have you got the studio book? I don't know <laughs> I'll just be here. I live here now. You kind of have moved in. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, we've had a lot of fun preparing for this episode as well, and it's a topic that I'm really passionate about. Um, so if you have any questions, though, uh, following this, do get in touch. I just want to thank B-Works as well for having us in the studio today. B-Works on Market Street, communal working place, and it's a really great space. Uh, easy to concentrate in here. It's nice and ambient. There's free tea and coffee, and the people are really nice. So get yourself down here if you are in Manchester and you need to do any work in a communal space. Um, okay, so thanks for today's episode as well, Jack. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that you can get in touch with us following our meditation episode today. So if you want to ask any questions about the topic, if you want to suggest some new topics, or if you've got any requests in general. Ooh, even if you want to... uh, evaluate Jack's dream oh yeah do you get in touch so we love social media Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram both of them at dial m pod that's d-i-a-l-e-m-p-o-d if you'd like to submit uh, topics and ideas for future episodes we had some really good ones for today's episode on meditation you can get in touch with us uh, via our gmail at dial m pod at gmail.com or if you'd like to submit uh, your ideas or problems anonymously, you can get in touch by going to tiny.cc forward slash dial mpod. And there's a web form there where you can uh, submit submissions anonymously and they might end up on the show. Yeah, we want to hear what you are interested in. We want to hear whatever kind of challenges you're facing at the moment. Um, we just want to discuss things that you guys find interesting on this show. So do submit as much as you can, any suggestions you have, and uh, please recommend us to your friends if you enjoyed the podcast today. Subscribe, rate, all that good like stuff. Like, subscribe, subscribe, do all those things. Um, yeah. Five star ratings only. Six if you can do them. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, go for it. Thank you so much, and uh, namaste, you guys. 
So thank you for listening to this end part. Um, we thought we'd put in just an example uh, or a short little taster of a meditation session. So this one's only going to be around five minutes long. Um, feel free to listen to the whole thing to practice or to just kind of get a little feel for the meditation practice itself in the first couple of minutes. Um, I hope you find it useful and it's related to part of the meditation topic that we were talking about today, the aspect of directing your focus. So we're going to be thinking in this practice about our awareness, using our senses, just to keep really present in the moment um, and to hopefully feel a little bit more grounded, a little bit more relaxed once we've finished our practice. So wherever you are at the moment, just starting off by taking a comfortable position. So... Let's say seated for now. Just making sure that you feel comfortable in your seat. Taking the shoulders down the back. Extending the spine. Lifting tall through the crown of the head. Just starting to notice the points of contact along the body. And in contact with the seat. And the feet with the floor. Just finding a sense of the weight of the body. Tuning into gravity. Allowing yourself to be heavy in the chair. And to start off nice and restful. So starting here with a few deep breaths all the way down to the belly. And we can think about filling three points in particular with each breath. So as we inhale, drawing that breath into the stomach, the belly, and up to around the chest, rib cage, and finally right up to that space around the collarbones. Just hitting those three marks with every breath. As you exhale, just releasing that whole breath, really pushing it out, letting it go, making room for that next deep breath in. We can repeat this a few more times until we start to sink into a naturally slightly deeper rhythm of breathing. Still aware of that position of the body in the chair. Now as we start to sink into that breath, noticing the natural depth and rhythm of the breathing, 
Just being aware that we might become distracted. It might happen quite often. Instead of being hard on ourselves, just noticing when it happens. As soon as we realize that we've become distracted from our breathing, from that awareness of the body's position in the chair, just bring ourselves back to those feelings, back to that practice of observation. And we can repeat this as many times as we need to. Just reminding yourself to come back to the breath whenever you need to, as soon as you've noticed that you've become distracted. And then softly starting to bring the focus back to the rest of the body, back to your position in the chair or wherever you are. Just checking in with the overall feeling now. Starting to take maybe a little bit of movement through the fingers and toes, the wrists and ankles, and the head and the neck. You might even give yourself a little stretch out here, a full body stretch, just to come back physically to the space around you as the mind starts to come back as well. Finishing off with another deep round of breath here, filling those three points, belly, chest, space around the collarbones, and letting it all go. I hope you found that helpful. Um, there are other techniques you can use and I'll be putting some links in the description for this episode. So do go and explore, have fun, um, see what you can learn about your own meditation practice. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time for episode two. Bye.